I'm Kate Daniels. I'm so happy to have with us once again Amber Lindemood, who now is at the reins of Hand in Hand Kids, such an incredible organization helping kids who are in a time of transition. Amber has brought two of her staff with her, Janela and Portia, to give us a better insight into this critical and important work they do. So let's meet them and learn. Ladies, good morning. It is so wonderful to welcome each of you, Amber and Portia and Janela. It's wonderful that you're here and looking forward to hearing all the great information, insights, and stories you have for us. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Amber, let's begin with you because we've met you before. It's been a while, and I love the fact that since we last met, you now have MSW <laughs> after your name, which is quite an accomplishment. So congratulations. Thank you. And it really serves you well now in your continued work with Hand in Hand because you are the program director, right? That's correct. I'm the director of programs. So give us a sense, for those of us who might not recall the details of Hand in Hand, what's going on and what you're doing now. Yeah, so Hand in Hand started in 2010 to meet the needs of youth entering foster care after hours. So that was after 5 p.m. or on the weekend. And historically what would happen is kids would ride around in the back of their social worker's car until their social worker could find placement either that next Monday if it was the weekend or that next day at 8 a.m. And so Hand in Hand's first program, one of two programs, Safe Place, is an emergency shelter for kids initially entering foster care, and it met that need. So now for kids who are picked up either on weekends or after hours, they don't have to ride around in the back of a social worker's car. They can come directly to Safe Place. And I have Janela, who is our Safe Place program manager here, who will talk more about that. And what we saw in our Safe Place program was that kids, we saw the same story happening over and over again. And essentially, the story was why kids were entering foster care, and that was neglect. And so neglect can be classified in many different ways, but the neglect that we saw was actually the effects of poverty. So whether that was, you know, families had to choose between putting food on the table or paying their rent bill or being able to heat their house or give their kids new clothes and so in 2015, Hand in Hand formalized our outreach program. And I have Porsche here, who is the program manager, who is the outreach program manager, who will talk more about that. But Hand in Hand has two main programs, you know, Safe Place. The first one is that shelter, is that intervention for kids entering foster care. And then outreach is more prevention services for community members. So it has developed over how many years now? This year, we celebrate our 10-year anniversary. So isn't that amazing? Yeah. And you've been around for much of that time, haven't mm -hmm. you? I have. Yeah. So you've grown along with this incredible organization and uh, are instrumental now, of course, in developing it and expanding, right? Yeah. I'm really honored to be here. I think one of the coolest, I think... The family and the youth that we serve are definitely the heartbeat of our organization. And so we talk a lot about full circle moments, right, where kids or families ended up and where they are now. And it's amazing to see the full circle moments that have happened even within the past six months, even in 2020, but also just over the 10 years. And it's just I'm just really humbled to be able to see that. And if you know, just again, a little nugget that you yourself are a full circle moment because 
you came into the system really uh, as a child who had to be taken from your home. So you know what it's like. You, it's this is not theory at all. Yep. Right. Absolutely. And here you are. I think, therefore, in a really perfect and and a very important position to be helping these children because you can really identify, mm-hmm. right? So now then, let's get a closer look at, at what's going on. And I know that this young woman is very excited to talk about Safe Place. <laughs> so give us what your experiences, how you came to the program and what you are doing, Janela. Yes, so my name is Janela Hopper, and I am the Safe Place Program Manager. So how I came to Hand in Hand, well, I came to Washington because my husband received a job opportunity out here in Seattle. So when I was applying for jobs, I wanted to be intentional in what my next place of work was going to be at. So when I was applying, I saw Hand in Hand, and then that's when Hand in Hand gave me the opportunity to be the Safe Place Program Manager, and I have been blessed to be a part of this organization so with Safe Place, I manage the shelter that provides 72-hour emergency care for children that are initially entering the foster care system. So that's 72 hours excluding weekends and holidays. So we wanted to be able to provide a supportive environment for children um, to transition smoothly into the foster care system, which will also allow time for either parents to have time to be able to receive the proper resources in order for their children to return home, or it can go the other way around as far as providing social workers more time to find a a proper foster home that best fits that child's needs. So with our Safe Place Shelter, we serve children that are um, from birth to 12 years old, and then we also take in children from 13 to 17. That's if they come with a sibling that's between infant and 12 years old, because we want siblings to be able to stay together. But when we have children in our care, we take them to their initial health screen for their medical screening, and then we also uh, we resource them. So we resource them with different clothing items, we resource them with new shoes, and resource them with... Um, school supplies, and then we also take them on different field trips. So we have a membership with Imagine's Children Museum. So shout out to them. <laughs> yeah. um, we have a membership with them. We have people that donate zoo tickets to us, movie tickets, and then it's just more so making sure that we are providing children with their basic needs but also showing them a good time while they're in our care. So that's one thing that I love about my job. And you were mentioning giving the children the clothing and yes. and, and having the health exam. Healthcare exam? Is that yes, their initial health screen as we Health screen. So, how does that come about? Where does the clothing come from? How do you really finance having the health screening? That is from our, so our health screening is from um, Coordinated Care Apple Health. So, we don't necessarily have to pay for the um, initial health screening, the medical screening. But clothing and items are donated. So, we have wonderful people from the community that donate different clothing and shoes to us um, or gift cards for us to be able to provide and take those children shopping. Is there a preference? Do you like people to donate clothing items? Do you like to have the gift cards? Either or. So we have, um, if people want to get involved as far as Safe Place or even outreach, they can either volunteer or they can donate. So with donations, we take new or very gently used clothing because we want kids to be able to experience, you know, new, not feel secondhand. But um, they can donate new shoes, new tops, bottoms, uh, toiletries, so toothbrushes, toothpastes, uh, bases. <laughs> they can donate um, gift cards for clothing stores just in case, you know, we have older kids come into care and, you know, they like to pick out what they want. And that's fine. We want to take them shopping so they can have that experience. But it's either or. And certainly, you know, thinking about the younger kids mm-hmm. and especially infants, mm-hmm. gently used would certainly make sense because they do grow out of those pretty quickly. And Definitely. So we take in-season clothing when people are donating. So whatever season it is, that's the clothing we would like or prefer during that season. Mm-hmm. 
For me, that's like winter clothing most of the time because it's kind of cold. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is, yes. <laughs> and then we do take um, new packs of diapers, wipes, because we do have um, younger kids that come into our care as well. Right. Mm-hmm. So make a Costco run. <laughs> Buy an extra item and, yes. and drop it off. So what do you find? What has been your experience in terms of of the donations? Are you getting enough? Is there always a need? Definitely. It's always a need, but we definitely, we appreciate everyone that has donated to Hand in Hand. We have plenty. Of, we have a group that donate quilts. Is it the Mukilteo? Um, Quilters Guild? Uh, yeah, they, they make quilts for us. We have plenty of blankets, book bags, and tote bags because we want children to take their belongings in a book bag. Or a tote bag, not a trash bag. But um, we have, we're, we appreciate everyone that donates. So we have a good amount of stuff. And, of course, there's always a need. So, like, right now we are needing 4T, 5T boys, shorts, um, girls, 1 to 9 shoes, just different items. But we always um, reach out to those in the community to see what they can donate. Great. So there's a wonderful opportunity. You know, wherever we find ourselves, we might have time to volunteer. Maybe we don't. But there's that great need for items, for clothing, for all these kiddos. Yes. And then for those that want to volunteer, what that looks like is it's a minimum requirement of one shift a month. So we have different shifts for volunteers. So you can take an 8 to 12.30 p.m., 12.30 to 5, 5 to 10, or a 10 to 8, which is the overnight shift. So if they want to volunteer, they can choose one of those shifts on a day of their choice based on our needs. And then they can go to our website, which is handinhandkids.org, and then they'll fill out a volunteer application. So after that, that's when our volunteer coordinator will reach out um, to them and be able to get started on that process. Is there any kind of qualification or training that's involved? Yes. So the state does require at least a high school diploma or GED and uh, one year of child care experience. So that one year can be even coaching a soccer team or being a coach, being a teacher, a nanny, um, as long as it's direct care with children. Great. So the website, if in, in either case, mm-hmm. donating or volunteering, what's the website? Yeah, so the website is handinhandkids.org. So if there's those that um, they don't want to just donate items, they can donate money as well. So they'll be able to go to our website and do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's always a need, right? It's always a need, mm-hmm. definitely. Always. And how many kids would you say are in your care at any given time? Yes, yeah, so our license allows us to keep ch- five children at once. The most we've had in the past couple of months has been four, and it was a sibling set. So a sibling set, meaning the family. Yeah, right. a family so of keeping four. keeping them intact. Keeping them together, definitely. Yeah, keeping together the family is really critical. Definitely. We want to be able to keep siblings together as much as we can. And sometimes the state will um, give us a call, and they may have, well, I guess, one or two of the kids from a sibling set. And if we're able to take all of them, that's what we want to do. Sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think to give a little bit of a historical perspective of Safe Place and the needs in Snohomish County. So since Safe Place opened in 2010, we've served 1,500 children through our Safe Place shelter. And for the need in Snohomish County, approximately 500 kids, between five and 600 kids, enter foster care in Snohomish County, which is where Hand in Hand is located every year. And so there's always a need. And we don't see that that's going to change much in in the near or even kind of distant future, right? No, not at all. And I think if we did see change, it would be more on the prevention side, which is our outreach program. Right. So I want to get back to you again about what that picture looks like. But 
you're mentioning outreach. So let's talk with Porsche and find out more about the outreach program. You've been with Hand in Hand for nearly a year and a half now, almost. That's correct. Um, I came to Hand in Hand um, in a kind of natural way, and that's because I am a member of the community that it serves. Um, the outreach program is comprised of different services um, that address um, needs at all levels. Um, we provide rental assistance, um, PUD, kind of utility assistance. Um, we have emergency food boxes that we give to the community, um, which will feed a family of four for a week, kind of in an emergent situation. Um, we provide um, different community activity and kind of engagement events that allow families to come together and give us a lens into kind of what the need is um, and how that's ever-changing because it is ever-changing. Um, we provide um, resources like clothing, toiletries, um, diapers, wipes, all of those kind of just basic necessities to families and um youth um, in in need and in crisis. Um, It's a pretty amazing thing to meet people right where they're at. Um, And Hand in Hand is a very relational organization. Um, The people that we serve are our family. They're super important to us. And so um, that's kind of how we approach outreach. It's different than a lot of places where it's um, kind of checking things off of a list. For us, it's about building relationships with the community that we're serving as well as with other partner agencies so that we have really good working connections with people and can, when we can't provide a service, we know who to go to and who to refer these people to. Um, And they know that they can always come back to hand in hand and we'll be there to kind of wherever they're at, get them going to where they need to be. And I'm sure then, even in a year and a half, you've probably had a gotten a sense of whether some people need to come back regularly. Others are just there once and they kind of, who knows, you know, maybe they move elsewhere. Is that your experience? Yeah. So typically um, the families that we serve stick around and that's not because they necessarily need something, but because... Um, they feel engaged with us. And we provide, um, like I said, kind of family engagement events where they can come together as a family and be with Hand in Hand. So it's not kind of a one-stop-and-done um, organization. It's a, a continued relationship with the community members. Um, some of our longest volunteers in the outreach program are members of the community who have utilized services that, that Hand in Hand provides. Um, And so that's a really amazing for me, again, kind of full circle moment is when somebody that was helped by hand in hand now is helping through hand in hand. Um, That's an amazing um, thing to see and be a part of. It is. And it has to speak volumes, I think, to people who are maybe just showing up Mm -hmm. on the scene, realizing that, you know, this organization has been here a long time. People obviously really appreciate it, know that it's been a a source of help because they're back again yep. or continue to be involved. Yep. And, you know, there's so much um, stigma around having to ask for help, right? Shame comes with having to ask for help. Nobody wants to be in the position 
to need help with their most basic um, needs, right? Nobody wants to be in that position. But through establishing relationships with people, we um, we kind of get rid of that. And, and those people go out to the community and they talk about that. There's not shame in going there and asking for help. They're not going to treat you. Every person that comes through our door, we see as a person and we meet them where they're at, regardless if that's somebody who's addicted and gotten their children taken away and needs um, some help getting things so that they can get right and get their kids back, right? Whatever that case is, we try to be, um, we try to meet them where they're at and, and help them again, get where they need to be. Right. That is, uh, feels so honoring and it really is beautiful to have that kind of respect involved. And I'm keying in on a phrase that you use, you meet them where they are. Uh, that is a phrase that came to me from someone working with um, a parent that was aging and ill and how they said the best thing that they could do was meet them where they are. And I, you know, I think if we actually embrace that, in our daily life, I think we would already be halfway to creating a much better world, right? I totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. And so, Amber, just going back to then seeing as this has evolved, because you, you have been experiencing this for a longer time, you, the, that need has continued to grow, but you've seen those relationships really endure and and really those members reach out and include others, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One of the greatest things for Hand in Hand um, is the relationships that we have with other organizations um, and other just community partners um, in our area. Currently, we have um, an amazing partnership with Everett Youth Soccer Club, They are allowing for kids who are in placement, um, and that looks differently. That can be kinship, that can be traditional foster care, that can be relative placement, fictive placement, to play soccer for free, um, which is, you know, a blessing. So many families do not get to experience what it is to be on the sidelines or in a, you know, a part of a team. Sports are not that, youth sports are not that accessible to everybody, um, and Everett Youth Soccer has done an amazing job of making that um, happen for kids in our county, um, specifically in Everett. Um, that also includes, just for um, families, the ability to put their child in a program that is super accessible and has lots of value. They're not your typical pay-to-play Soccer is the most important club. They are really focused on building character and opportunity for kids. So um, that's really amazing. We also have great working relationships with the Everett Police Department. They have been amazing to us. Um, And just coming and speaking at, you know, community events that we have, um, just kind of being a ever-present presence (laughs) um, for hand in hand. And we have countless other community partners. Imagine Children's Museum is, again, one of our favorites. Um, we currently do uh, a program with them every Wednesday at the Everett Public Library, um, the Evergreen Branch. Um, it's called Coffee Hour, where people can come and kind of have a safe place to discuss what's going on in their community. And their children can also attend the Little Science Lab, which is a pretty cool program that they offer. 
So these programs are so critical to helping children to feel, well, we'll say, quote, normal as possible, to just be having these opportunities, because certainly having the family be disjointed, having to be perhaps ripped from the family for a period of time has its trauma. So to try and bring in some of that normalcy or some of the things that most kids do at that age and and get them as much back on track as possible is is what's happening. Correct. And money should not be an issue when it yeah. comes to children being involved in things that are so quote unquote normal, right? We it it should not be a mom and dad shouldn't have to choose between paying rent and paying for sports. That's not that's not the way it should be. Um and I think that again this specific community partner has done a really great job at um addressing that and making it to where kids can be a part of something that's bigger than what they are without their parents having to, um, you know, break the bank, so to speak. Yes. It, it, yes. Or rob a bank. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. But, you know, that feeling like it's so expensive. Yes. And as a parent, you want to be able to provide those quote unquote normal things for your kids. Yeah. I myself am a parent. Um, I have two beautiful daughters and my daughter, my youngest daughter, she plays um, soccer for um, EYSC, and she also plays, her coach is the founder of Hand in Hand. So that's kind of cool, Todd McNeil. <laughs> um, but it's, as a parent, I could not afford to play to pay $5,000 a year for my child to play soccer, right? So this is a beautiful opportunity, and she's from an intact home, right? But this is something that um, is important, kind of on every, every level for that quote-unquote normal growing up experience. Beautiful. I think, and I think that partnership is one of the most beautiful things within the nonprofit sector, whether that's partnership that you get to see, you know, in the family unit, whether that's partnership that you get to see when you work with other community partners. Um, that's where we truly start to see those full circle moments happening. And I think it really came from the conversation of, you know, looking at those around us and seeing who's at the table, but then also asking the question of who's not at the table. And I think when we all can come together in partnership and partner about that, that's when we start to see the change happen. And that partnership is so critical. And one of the things to keep in mind, and we're, we won't have time to really get into this, is to think about the down-the-road effects if we aren't really supporting and doing all we can at this young age, at this stage, because just think of the homeless population we have and how many of the young people who, of course, mature, and it could be then the old older adults, have come from foster care just because things have fallen so apart. So I, with what we're hearing with this wonderful work that Hand in Hand is doing is that this is a great solution to really keep families intact, keep moving forward with good stability. So a way that we can get involved, we've talked about donations and volunteering, but there's a, an event coming up, right? That's right. So we are in our 10-year anniversary. We are so excited. And our team actually sat down at the table and asked, you know, it's our 10-year anniversary. What are we celebrating? You know, are we celebrating the successes of, you know, going to Washington, D.C.? And for us, it's the families, the children and the families, and they truly are the heartbeat and the reason we do what we do. And so we really want to come around them and just celebrate with them. 
And so in June on the 27th, we are having a family fun celebration and we are looking for folks to sponsor our event, to come volunteer. We need people who can do face painting, who can run a bouncy house. Um, There's many ways to get involved, but we're just so excited to come around and just really celebrate our community. And this, of course, then is open to the general public. That's right. Yeah. So we have signups opening in April to sign up for your family if you're interested in coming and then also volunteer signups. And that will be on our website, which is handinhandkids.org. Right. So a great opportunity with a real focus here of an event. That's not to say that year long. It can't be just a regular, you know, we just set this up as a place to donate on a regular basis. Or, you know, as Janela was saying, to find a way to volunteer. And you probably also, Porsche, have a need for volunteers, right? Yes, we always have volunteer opportunities. Um, the way that our program works is a little bit different than the way that Safe Place works because of the interaction and the direct care. So it's a little bit easier to get in and, and volunteer for outreach. Um, we always have opportunities, whether that be coming and um, sorting our resource closet um, that we have um, in our administrative space or helping us with our community engagement events. We do a monthly event at least. Um, and we always need help with that. Again, monetary don- donations are always accepted. Um, we would not be where we are as an organization without the people that support us. We are not, um, we don't have huge federal funds. We rely on you and me and Amber and Janela, those small donors. That's kind of our um, vein. And so we have been immensely blessed to have the donors that we have. And we're always looking for new donors, whether that be of um, their gifts, their time, whatever that looks like. Um, we are always willing and ready to receive. Right. And uh, so checking the website, uh, yep. you know, coming, thinking about the uh, family fun event in June is certainly a way to kind of get close and personal and find out more about Hand in Hand Kids and, and find that we want to be more involved because we are community. Janela, we just haven't heard much from you. So as we wrap up, <laughs> Let's get kind of a recap in your feelings about Hand in Hand Kids. Yes, yeah, so we, I'm just so appreciative of all the donors and volunteers that we've had at Hand in Hand because we would not be here without them. So going back to Safe Place, we just opened up our new shelter this January, so last month, because we was in a uh, commercial space. Now we're an actual home for our children, so they'll be, be able to get that home feel when they come into our care. So we thank you, Todd, for remodeling this home. And then thank you for all the donors that have put in the time to help Todd remodel, as well as the you know monetary donations as far as getting it up and running. And I know that was one of Todd's visions is making sure that we can have a home for the children. So that is now in effect and we have opened since January 2020. But our volunteers, again, we would not be here without them. Um, and that is mostly what our Safe Place Shelter is consists of. We consisted of. We would not be open without them. So we have... Um, right now, an estimate 67 volunteers, and then, of course, a few staff members. So that's what Safe Place is consisted of. And the thing is, we can't stress enough how important volunteers are yes. because it's cost prohibitive mm-hmm. to have sufficient staff 
to be 24 hours, seven days a week, all year long. Right? Yes. So yeah. right now we're currently open Friday, 5 p.m. to Tuesday, 5 p.m., because that's when we mostly see the most um, children intakes. So we want to be able to open 24-7. So we just hired another staff member, so we will be able to open till Wednesday. But we are seeing more volunteers come in. And, of course, we are welcoming more volunteers to come and help us out so we can be able to open 24-7 so we can take children any day of the week. Yes. So that is our ultimate goal is to have our shelter 24-7. And for volunteering, for donations, let's mention the website again. Yes, so handinhandkids.org. They will just go to the website and they will fill out a volunteer application. And then that's when our um, volunteer coordinator, Brenda, will reach out to them on the next steps. So if they want to volunteer, it's a minimum requirement of one shift a month. But, of course, you're welcome to do more than that. And then you'll be able to be with the children and help take care and supervise them while they're at our shelter. Which is so critically important, you know, that interim place of taken from a home, interim before going back, just being able to to love them. Yes, love them, provide them with the basic needs, but also just we're showing them a good time while they're in our good care. Well, good care. In our care. Well, let's say it is good care. Yes, right? good. Oh, yes, it yeah. is good care. It's definitely yeah. great care. <laughs> definitely. Taking them to their screening. We um, take them to the field trips and just want to show them love because maybe they didn't have that in their home. We, did, we don't know their situations. Yes. So that's what we want to provide. Well, you are all doing such amazing and important work right here. You'll never see really the ripple out impacts down the road, but we just trust. We know that this foundation is so critically important, and you're giving us an opportunity to be partners with you. We don't have to be right there doing it necessarily, but certainly with financial donations, which are critically important, we can do it, right? That's great. Yes. Well, thank you all, Amber and Porsche and Janela for being here and for doing this critically important work. It's been Great to have you here. Thank Thank you for for having having us. us.